story time. Back in summer of 2017, I started my first small business, a creative one as well. Then I sold custom-made bespoke stationery. I sold primarily planner, so what I'll do is the planners were completely customizable. Technically, I made them from scratch. There were no templates, no nothing. Every person who ordered a planner, I made it for him or her from scratch. So the first few steps were um, communication with the client on and off. I would ask them for a mood board. I would ask them what is their usual preferred planning method and so on and so on. So from start to finish, this planner will take me more than 30, 40 hours to make. However, because I wanted to help as much people as possible have their own dream planner, well, actually, I wanted them to have their own dream lives, which were very organized and very planned, I made my offer accessible. So I ended up pricing the planner at only 45 pounds. That's approximately 50 euros and 60 American dollars. So for a full-time work week, I was charging 45 pounds. I thought I was successful. I was booked for months in advance. I was getting loads of sales and brilliant positive reviews. People were telling me that my planners were life-changing. Until one day, I realized I'm burning out. All of the fun and excitement started fading away. I was constantly overwhelmed. And one day, I completely stopped enjoying what I was doing. I closed my business soon thereafter. It was just turning its one and a half years. So I told you this story, this experience of mine, because I wanted to find out why couldn't I make more money? Why this seemed as a perfectly successful business, but it failed. And as a compulsive problem solver, this was on my mind ever since. So the question of the day, or rather <laughs> the year, was what's the most important thing when it comes to pricing artwork as a creative business owner. Now, fast forward to today, or actually um, rewinding <laughs> two years back, I've worked as a business consultant, helping corporate and medium enterprises with their services and pricing strategies. Now, having this experience behind me and having been a small business owner before, now I know exactly what had happened and how to help you Avoid all of this altogether or come back from it if you realize you're going the same road I was on. The first step to finding out what led to closing my extremely successful business because of burnout was looking at what had influenced it. In order to do the same for you now, for your business, we are starting from scratch, from the very beginning. There are three parts to this story. The society our mindset, and our ego. First part is the society. And this is an important one, because even now in 2020, art and creativity are still not accepted as a career in most of the modern society. Seeing how art and culture programs are the first ones to be defunded by our governments, listening to our friends, family, or acquaintances how we should find a real job, really does not help in making us feel like we are worth and then that feeling transfers to our pricing strategy. And that's cue 
for problem number one, reason number one, why we and you are not making more money. Now, additionally, for all the women listening to this, you know that we as women have additional setbacks in this space as the constant gender pay gap continues to show us that we earn less than men in the same positions. Hint, hint, this is reason number two. (laughs) And similarly, we are much less confident than men are, so we tend to self-deprecate and undervalue ourselves more, and thus our work. And this is the cue for problem number three. (laughs) All the part of the society issue within this overall why are we not making more money. Now, these three facts are extremely important to keep in mind as they form the ground upon which we build our own self-worth and self-value. This is because that even though we think we are deciding our fate on our own, that's actually not completely true. We are influenced by a various number of outside factors, with these three I've just talked about having the strongest influence. So, the first one was the society devalues art and creativity by default. The second one is we as women have already setbacks in this space because of the gender pay gap. And number three, we are much less confident than men, so we tend to undervalue ourselves much more. So to recap, this beginning of the problem is the traditional societal outlook on art and creativity as a career. That's the starting point. Now, the second part of the picture is a bit more personal. What we believe about ourselves is playing a major role in how we decide to price our own work. And don't be fooled, This holds strong roots in the values that our environment reflects to us, such as ones described above. We can't put an enormous price tag if we don't feel that we are valued and that society values our work. We are constantly made sure that we are less worth than a doctor, a lawyer or an engineer, basically anyone with a real degree or a proper job. Additionally, we as females have a stronger tendency to undervalue ourselves in contrast to our male counterparts. And this plays a huge role with our own mindset. Now, the good news is, it is up to us how do we go from there. Almost always, the default way is to believe the signals that we get from outside, that we indeed should be grateful for every sale we make, because why would people even buy from us? So surprising, I know, that we are greedy and selfish if we don't do something for free or for an extremely low price, because it only takes us 15 minutes to do it anyways, and that our prices are simply too high and don't justify the work. Believing these things is the easiest thing we can do, because it's only accepting the status quo. It doesn't require any energy from us. However, It's not doing us any favor. This way of dealing with it doesn't do us any good. We as creatives need to start believing and opening our own eyes to the transformation we bring to our customers. We are not only artists, creatives and designers. We are smile bringers, home improvers, nostalgia infusers, daydream bringers. (laughs) And all of this plays 
such an important role in why we are or aren't making more money. Because if we see ourselves as someone who should be grateful for having a sale, for getting the opportunity, we are conditioned to feel that we are not worth it, that we are that we just got lucky, basically, getting that sale. And if we reframe our mindset to think that we bring a transformation to our clients, that our work is truly, truly life-changing, then we can start to shift our own picture and have more influence on making more money. However, there is another thing that makes this hard to change and to believe in. And that's the final part of the picture. It's a big one, and, ar- and I'd argue the most important one. Not being aware of its impact, we can blindside ourselves and lead us to burn out, just like I did to myself with my bespoke stationery business. Here's the truth. I'm spilling the beans over here. Having sales feels good. We get dopamine hits every time we see a new sale on Etsy, on our own web shop, every time we get an inquiry for a commission or a nice review. Getting all these positive comments makes us feel alive, like we are valuable, like our work is valuable to others. And it's a good feeling to have, don't get me wrong. However, let me tell you, sadly, it doesn't stop there. And I think you know it too, deep down. Here's the thing. Our ego is our strongest enemy. The only thing we see is the success we are getting, the increasing sales number, the nice reviews, etc. We can see that there's absolutely no need in increasing our prices or changing anything about our business whatsoever. Why should we when everything is going splendidly well? That's right there, ladies and gentlemen is the ego trap. It makes us close our eyes and have tunnel vision. And it's slowly but surely leading us into the overwhelm pit. Because in order for you to keep on selling, you will need to continue to produce more and more and more of new content, continuing to invest much of your free time. I know, I know. It's much easier seeing a high number of sales and being happy about it, not worrying about anything else. Above all, it also looks better to the outside world, having 500 sales instead of just five. I completely understand. You can't really brag about having five sales, can you? However, there's another side of this story. And that's that when you decide that you want to have time for yourself, time for your family, time for other business ventures, while being successful in this business you now have, you need to make a decision with yourself on what type of business do you really want to build. Because what will happen otherwise is you will get blindsided with your own ego because it's so easy to be happy and to feel loved by everyone, by the entire community, to receive positive feedback, nice comments, to have, you know, claps from your family because you are getting more and more sales. All of this will 
blindfold you and put you into a pit with no end. And the only way to truly become successful in the long term without losing your own mind or losing your business, it's to make a decision with yourself on what type of business do you really want to build. And in my case, it's slow, sustainable, intentional business. Upon realizing how I screwed myself over in my first creative business by failing at a pricing strategy, I created the system for myself, which I used in my newest creative small business, Franca Makes Patterns. If you don't know me or what I do at Franca Makes Patterns, I create products. So far, they are illustrations, which are, of course, filled with patterns, as the name suggests, and with lively colors, plants, strong female characters, and probably most importantly, positive quotes and positive affirmations. Let me continue. So... When starting Franca Makes Patterns, after I've realized that, okay, I want this to be a business of mine, or one of my businesses, I decided to hold myself worth to my standards and build an intentional, slow, and sustainable business. My prices, unlike the planners, are now in the higher ends. So before I was charging 45 pounds, 50 euros, 60 American dollars for a planner, which will take me an entire week to make. Now I charge that sum, so 45 pounds, for an illustration. And even though I don't have splashy sales numbers in the tens or thousands, my mere five sales I've had in the last two months equate to as if I had 15 sales at a much lower price point, but without the consequences. So if I priced my illustrations at starting at 15 pounds instead of 45, I will have to go three times more to the post office. I'd spend three times more packing orders and I will have three times less time to do anything else I want to do. But it was my decision that I want a slow growth and sustainable business. I decided with myself that I believe that I will attract the right audience, it will only probably just take a bit more time. Because when you are starting low, when you're starting at 10 pounds or 15 pounds, you are attracting a mass audience to your shop because the prices are so low. That's, however, not my strategy. Because I know how it ended up for me and how it will inevitably end up for you too, one day. So it is my intention that with this podcast episode, I try to explain to you why you should start thinking differently about your business, especially pricing strategy. Because I want to see you succeed in one month, in six months, and in three years. I want you to be there in three years. I want you to be there in five years with only more opportunities and more new things in the horizon for you. And the key to doing that is to rethinking your pricing strategy and realizing that these three reasons, the society, your mindset, and most importantly, your ego, 
are the reasons why you are not making more money. I have only five sales, but I spent three times less time than someone who had 15 sales. Additionally, I have paid out every single expense of mine and already started making a profit by just making those five sales I currently have. That's mind-blowing. Someone might not even break even with the 15 sales at a very low price. And I'm already making a profit. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this to unlock your mind and make you see things from another perspective. I intentionally designed my business to have a slow growth where I'll nurture the relationships I have with my clients and grow steadily. I decided to have confidence in front of society. I shifted my mindset into truly believing that my art is worth, as well as the value it brings to others. I cannot explain how happy I feel when I get a message how my art, just seeing my art on someone's Instagram feed brightens up their day. That's the most heartwarming feeling one might get, I think. And because of all of that, I hold strong ground for this, for my strategy. Even though my ego is trying to fight its way, even though sometimes Mr. Comparison marches in and I'm left wondering why can't I make 50 sales or 500 sales in the next week or two or a month. And let me tell you, if I switch my pricing strategy, because I know how, I will be able to grow my sales almost overnight. But that's not my decision and that's not my intention with this business. I'm much more happy looking at having a steady, slow growth until it connects with its core intended audience. What's usually the price of pricing when you are left thinking, oh, maybe I should lower my price because I'm not getting as much sales. It's not about pricing. It's often about positioning. But that's another podcast episode coming to you soon. And at the end of it all, I know this is the right way. And it's the right way for me. And I reckon it's the right way for you too for all of the reasons I've stated here. But let me try to recap them for you once more. How society feels and thinks about us who have a creative career influences our mindset and influences how we feel about ourselves. And then technically, indirectly, it influences how we price our products. And that's a huge issue in itself. Then on the other hand, we have our ego, who is just dancing with happiness because we are getting sales. And we can say, ha ha, you society, you know. (laughs) Because we are getting sales, we are making money. But the truth is we are not. We are technically not making money by pricing our products at 7, 10, 15 pounds, when in reality they should be priced at 35, 40, 45 pounds. And that's the reason why you're not making more money. Ego is a bitch. (laughs) Ego is 
our strongest enemy who blindsides us and makes us feel like we have everything under control and that nothing needs fixing. And that's the ego trap through which we need to be aware of, extremely aware of. And I hope that throughout this podcast episode, you've now figured out and expanded your mind how in the long run, the pricing strategy you have now is not doing you any favors. If you want to find out more, this entire episode is in the show notes. You can find uh, the link in the show notes if you click on this episode's description. It's over there. And that's it. There you go. The three reasons why you are not making more money. What did you learn? Let me know. Um, you can find me at Instagram at Patterns. I will be happy, more than happy actually, to have a chat with you. If you are interested more about this topic, there are additional resources on our website. The link is in the show notes. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the community.